curious about design thinking but don't know where to start, then you're in the right space. Welcome to the Beginner's Guide to Design Thinking and A to Z, a year-long series of real-life examples, do's and don'ts, tried and tested go-to techniques to help you get started. I am Tracy, a former design engineer, director turned mentor and coach that helps that uses design thinking to help others design a new life with purpose. And I'm Lucy, a workshop facilitator and business trainer who uses design thinking to help organisations make better business decisions, uh, whilst also improving their innovation, sustainability and growth. So we are two Northern Lasses with a passion for design thinking for your business, your projects and for your life. So let's get creative without getting crayons all over your jumper. And today we're going to talk about your compass. So So I'm going to jump in straight away and say... This is your area of expertise, okay? So I'm going to sit back, just as the listeners are, enjoy this as it goes, and I'll just jump in and be annoying with questions every now and again. No (laughs) problem. No, absolutely no problem. So this kind of comes along. So having your compass is is a compass for yourself, and you can basically use it. You can use it for your career. You can use it for your life. You could use it for your business. But basically, if you are totally, totally stuck and you have no idea what you want to do, then why not use design thinking to get you going in the right direction? And so like, I'm a big believer in using um, values analysis, like looking into your passions and skills to make sure that you are heading in the right direction with what you already have. But I discovered this amazing um, methodology, which allows you to really dig deeper and it kind of comes with the philosophy of design thinking. So this is a book that I've mentioned it definitely in other episodes, and um, it's based on this principles of, there's a book called Designing Your Life um, by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. And so you'll be able to find a bit more details about that in our Amazon Associates page, which you'll find a link for in our YouTube channel. And basically, you know, design thinking, what is it really about? And it's helping you ask yourself the right questions so that you're solving the right problem. And, you know, like most people would sort of say, oh, I actually, I know what's wrong. Basically, I know what's wrong. I'm just not really happy. You know, like if the people get to the, a point in their life and they're like, oh, I'm just not happy. But you might not necessarily know why you're not happy. And I think that coming from the kind of co- like coach perspective, um, so a friend of mine coined this fantastic term called the conveyor belt of life. And I think there is, right? So it's, yeah. it's, really, it's really nice. And, I, and to kind of explain that a little bit more, I think a lot of people in, accidentally end up being unhappy because they're riding the conveyor belt of life. And this basically, if I kind of give an example, is, you know, you, you go to school and there are certain subjects that you like at school. Therefore, um, you think, oh, I should probably go to college or university. And I like maths, so maybe I should do maths. And then you go through university and you think, you know, it's not really what I really like, but, you know, I'll I'll just keep going because I I should probably not, I should probably not stop. And now you have a degree or a qualification in maths. And now you think, okay, well, what am I going to do with that? Oh, I should probably get a job, which is kind of maths based, basically. And then they continue. And then basically you, you find yourself sort of thinking, well, I didn't really particularly like that, but, you know, like I don't really have any experience in anything else. So I'll just, I'll just keep going. 
And then you think like, oh, well, you know, maybe I'm kind of getting getting on a little bit. So I should probably think about like buying a house. And so you think, oh, maybe I should just get a promotion because that will give me more money. So, you know, I don't particularly like this job, but, you know, I've got experience now. I know the job and therefore I can get a promotion. And basically, so it becomes this kind of situation where you are just like making decisions for your life with what is in front of you, what is easy, but also could be what is expected of you. And so, so it's almost like, sorry, I'm interrupting you there, but in my head, I'm thinking of the word organic. And it's almost like these things happen quite organically. And it's the only time when organic isn't good for us that we should yeah. be putting a little bit of <laughs> into deciding. <laughs> yeah, but I think, yeah. I think it's just, I think so many of us go through life unconsciously. Basically, it's basically sort of like num num, just sort of like taking taking what is in front of you and just like riding on a conveyor belt and just sort of like okay, what's available now? Okay, but this job's available now. Like okay, like I like this sort of thing, or you know, and it's just it's just like a series of it's a series of not making conscious decisions, a lack of intention, a lack of intention, and so basically, this is kind of what basically what this this book is kind of really about is they basically saw so many people so many graduates because both of these authors work at the design school at um, Stanford University and they were just basically seeing people going through the exact same thing and that they like they get the degree they go to you know they go to Stanford they get this amazing qualification and then they go out in the world and they're they're really not happy and so there was a bit of like well what can we do as design thinkers to really help with that and so basically one of the starting points is to create your compass and what you need to do for that is you have a life view and you have a work view and I think that certainly like also coming from a coaching perspective people don't ever really give themselves the chance or the space to really think about this it can be kind of like it can be big and quite scary but it really it really takes it really helps like if you don't really know what you want to do, like what you don't really know where to go, that you need to kind of look inside yourself and think about like what does life and work actually really mean to you? And if you are able to somehow find this like wonderful overlap and harmony between your work and your life, then that actually kind of allows you the opportunity to have a purposeful life, basically, and move forward in purpose. So you have your work view and your life view. So your work view is not a job description. So you're not basically saying like, oh, this is the job that I want to think about. It's like taking it like a step deeper and thinking, well, why, why work? Why work? What is work really for? What does work really mean? How does it relate to individual, to others and society? What defines good or worthwhile work? And what does money have to do with it? And what do experience, growth, and fulfillment have to do with it? And so, like, this can take maybe about half an hour. I mean, I, I actually did it a year ago, and we can talk a little bit more about that later. But I actually did this a year ago, like when I when I read the book, and um, I I never really thought about it before. And I and you know, like you know, in my my forties, and like I hadn't really hadn't really thought about it, and you know, because I think that so many of us are just sort of thinking like, oh, you know, you are an adult. This is a human thing that you go to university, you get a job, you go to work, you know. But if you're thinking a little bit more about, well, what is it for, and what does it mean to yourself and society, you start thinking about it 
in a slightly different perspective. It is. It's like all of these rites of passage, isn't it, that we've yeah. kind of been almost expected to just follow. You're right. I'm loving. Sorry, I'm, I'm still in my own head now, kind of on this conveyor belt, trying to almost see my past life play out <laughs> as to what I've kind of done because of things that were passing me on the conveyor or that were there at the time, as you say. Yeah. And trying to think, okay, this is the point at which I started making much more intentional choices and looking much more at my purpose. I'm. I, I love this. Sorry. Carry on. Just. Just. No. Yeah, just well, no, okay, well, no, no, well, well, now I'm, now I'm curious. So what, what happened? What happened in your life that made you start to be more conscious about your choices? I had a period of ill health that basically made me define, redefine everything in my life. And I was working in a workspace where I was seeing the negative impacts that other people were having and the life limiting and life ending sort of things happening and didn't want that to be me mm. and for me not to have done things that I wanted to do in the meantime. So I quit. <laughs> I got off the conveyor. Um, this is it. And I did kind of go cold turkey with it, you know, um, and did take the time and stuff that I needed. But I was very lucky that I had a support network around me at the time that allowed me to do that. I understand for other people, you know, it might not just be a case of, right, just, just get off the conveyor. It might be a case of trying to just look a little bit further along or, you know, using your peripheral vision a little bit more. Yeah, but, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think it does, it does, sometimes it does take a traumatic event to, 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 to make, to kickstart that or to kind of give that kind of perspective because I think that so, so many people will be like, oh, I've got time, I've got time and stuff like that. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And then when you have that that kind of moment, because like for me, is I, I lost my job. Not in the same kind of like le level in terms of my health, but like I think that also my mental health kind of really came into question as well. Like um, I, I had a burnout two years ago as well that like I was working I was working abroad and I was working stupid amounts of hours basically and you know I kind of got to I, I had ridden the conveyor belt myself and I'd gotten I'd gotten like way further down where I I never ever thought that I would be this far down the conveyor belt when I was like leading teams of people basically out in China that was a conscious decision to go but I never expected to kind of get to head a department kind of level it was never my kind of anticipation it just happened it just happened home, home, yeah. basically. And it took, you know, um, I, I decided to leave China and I, and I moved to Italy, but then I lost my job in Italy. And it took that moment for me to sit and say, do I actually really like this? <laughs> do I actually like what I'm doing? Like, what should I do here? You know, it, it, was a, it was a real pause, which I know that not many people get to have. It's a conscious decision. But if you think, though, even of these people who are on this conveyor belt, there are still certain, and I've sort of used the term phrase, rites of passage, things that were expected. Yes. That do happen as then, you know, so women hitting sort of menopause, perhaps, or, you know, elderly parents dying, or, you know, there are certain things that do still might not be quite as, as kind of immediate decision as that you've lost your job or you, there's a chance you might die. Mm -hmm. But there are still things that do seem to give people more opportunity now. Yes. To, to get off that conveyor belt and to, yep. to look for purpose. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, you know, you have to, you kind of have to, like, look as you did, you have to kind of look around you and you have to kind of ask, ask yourself, is, is this what I want? 
You know, I remember sitting in my office and I remember I was on a management team at the time and I remember the chief exec at the door and the, the, the craziness of the day when we were discussing something that we referred to as a scone gate. Okay. Because people had complained about the sizes of scones that were being served. <laughs> in one of our okay. And I literally remember sitting there and thinking, this is what my life has become. I've got this amazing job. I've got this amazing career. I'm sitting here mourning or having to deal with people mourning about scones. And by the end of the day, he had my resignation in his hand. And I was just like, no, not with what I know I'm going to be going through. Just no. Yeah, good for you. Good. I mean, good for you. I think that it takes it takes a massive amount of strength and bravery to do that. <laughs> like, it, who knew that the, the thing that would break the camel's back would be yeah. guns? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. It, yeah, I think I think for me, like the moment when I decided to leave China because I was burning out like a crazy person was I was going to be turning forty, and it was literally like I'm I am not entering a new decade of my life feeling like this. I just can't. And isn't it funny how so many people would use that same thing, I'm turning 35, I'm turning 40, I'm turning 50, I need to get my health on track. Mm -hmm. You know, we often kind of hear that, but very few people would then think, right, I'm, I'm going to turn 40, I need to get a purpose on track. You know, I, I need, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. And I totally allowed you to digress because you started explaining the work view and you were going to explain the life view. And I'm also really curious as to when you did the exercise yourself, what kind of, you know, responses it, it brought up in you. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Yes. Thank you for getting us back on track. With you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, when it comes to the, the life view, I think that it, it becomes it becomes like a, a lot bigger, but it really is helping you reflect about you know why are we here you know why are we as humans here on earth like what is the meaning and purpose of life what is the relationship between the individual and others what do family country and the rest of the world fit into things what is good what is evil is there a higher power do you believe in god or something else transcendent and what impact does that have on your life and what is the role of joy, sorrow, justice, injustice, love, peace, and strife in life? So it's like really Those are some deep questions. They're super deep questions, but they're really important. They're really, really important about, I guess, that once you have that analysis, then you can start to say, okay, where do they overlap? Where do they complement each other? Like, where did they clash? Because you can have someone who's sort of like, like working, like a massive, like kind of like God supporter, church going person, but they're kind of like doing really evil things to the planet or like kind of like major kind of capitalists where it's like not helping other people, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a bit like, you know, we're from a moral point of view. So it's your compass in terms of helping you direction, but there's also like a morality side of things as well. So I think that once you once you're gonna get that, you really have to sit and look at, you know, how do they overlap? And then you can ask yourself what needs to change. And I think that what we will be covering in another topic um, is you can use other design thinking tools to kind of help form your questions as well. So one one tool I really like is how might we? which we're going to be having another episode about. And then also having like the hows and the whys. Mm -hmm. So like, or five whys, basically, that you can use these questions to kind of really like go deeper and to sort of look at like where, 
where's the problem? But a lot of the time is when you actually sit in and look at it, you can actually decide, am I on track or am I not? Mm-hmm. So, so when you did this then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you clearly decided you weren't on track. What did it bring up? What kind of things? How did you get yourself back on track? Like, give, give us that sort of journey in a, a two-minute process of a, of a, you know, one of the biggest, most important decisions of your life. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I, I think that what it kind of, what it really made me realise was that for me, for for me, like work and life, it's all about kind of society. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I'm not saying I'm a socialist or anything like that, but like, I, I'm basically saying that from a work perspective the idea for me was to bring in skills whatever skills I have to serve others to serve society to move us forward Mm -hmm. and in terms of like from a life perspective like because I'm a massive extrovert like I love people basically and for me like people we need each other we need society to kind of help us develop each other so for me I guess like the kind of at that particular moment I did it, so it was August last year. I actually have it written down, like 29th of August last year. And um, at that particular moment, I was sort of taking time out anyway. I was taking the summer off. I'd lost my job. Um, and it, I was sort of, I basically used this to kind of help me, help me guide myself forward about how I felt about corporate life. Because for me, it was all about sort of serving the people and like loving each other and communities and et cetera, et cetera. Whereas like being in corporate life, it kind of really helped me realize also in in addition to coaching and counseling, but it really did make me realize that this wasn't where I could shine. This wasn't really where I was properly aligned, which was quite a, a big thing. And it took me a few more months I will admit it took me a few more months to kind of really make any big conscious decisions um but in the end like at the end of the end of last year I was sort of deciding I don't really think I want to go back to corporate in the same way anymore so for me it kind of it really helped me make that decision it was a big decision that I made and and as we were talking about offline it's really interesting that my perspectives on work and of uh, sorry my perspectives of work as an engineer and as of a coach it's the same you know it's still the same mindset that basically I'm using my skills to benefit other people and to kind of positively impact other people so I'm developing products okay I was developing products and it was to cook their chicken faster or like cook their chicken make sure it's super crispy or from a coach side is to kind of like help people with their confidence and to to kind of help them with their awarenesses and to help them move forward with their life. But basically, it, it, it's really interesting that at the core of it, I'm still the same. Yeah. And I'm still one of the same. values are intrinsic, aren't they? So they're not going to so. change. You just need to learn how to adapt them from one environment to another. Yeah, exactly. And so for me, like core values and compass, they, they very much work hand in hand and they kind of, I think that you could probably use the compass to help you kind of bring clarity onto your values and kind of, I guess to kind of, uh, to verbalize it or to help you to really see it. it to it, Sometimes it can be really difficult for people to actually pick their core values or certainly to kind of pick five. I mean, we've talked about ours offline, but basically it's really, really important to have them. And, and sometimes 
people are thinking like, well, you know, do I think about community more or do I think about economic security more? You know, like it really helps with a, a life and a work view. It really th- helps emphasize the themes. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And so once you have these, then you can start making bigger decisions. Yeah. I mean, for me, hearing it, first of all, thank you for my crispy chicken. <laughs> thank you for also working with other women and, you know, building their confidence and getting them to a point where they're confident in their own space and in their own rank. But I'm hearing sort of SWOT analysis. I'm hearing a pestle analysis, you know, from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving the how might we tool because, we, you know, yeah. I use that so often. I can't wait to come on to that. Um, you know, in one of the other episodes, we'll discuss that a little bit more. But I'm afraid for now, we should probably wrap this up a little bit. Um, it kind of got me to thinking, I know we had a little bit of a discussion offline first, but just discovering this was what you were going to chat about today made me go back and look at my core values. And I think it would be nice if we kind of finish, share what our core values are, and then leave that space open for other people to go through and do this sort of little process for themselves and just if they want to you know get back in touch with us via the YouTube channel if they want to connect with us on LinkedIn and just let us know what they've decided and what they've come up with and that would be absolutely grand yeah um but I came up with creativity community and inclusion sustainability energy and well-being and growth um, and yeah, mine overlap quite a few as well so growth also for me creativity also for me friendship respect and freedom interesting isn't it i'd just be really interested for anybody else um as i said we'd love to hear back from you figure out what your core values are if you get the actual opportunity to run through this compass um yourself then let us know get in touch um hopefully we've given you a little bit of motivation to start being a little bit more purposeful and intentional um, with the decisions that you're making in your life Um, if you want to hear more of us chattering and <laughs> providing a little bit of motivation in future episodes perhaps um, then subscribe to us on the youtube channel uh, follow us on the regular podcast channels and every fortnight or so you can get your regular dose of uh, how to make shit happen via design. <laughs> <laughs> awesome this was a blast and we will see you for our next episode which is going to be all about design thinking we're going to go into it in a little bit more detail so stay tuned for that and thank you very much